Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. I am here. It is, I'm looking at the date. It is May 6th. And May 6th last year, (laughs) I was on my way to a little speed dating event. And I met Blue there. Um, I've talked about my experience at that speed dating event and how he and I actually didn't even get to sit in the round table part, you know, the dating aspect part of the evening. But um, we did connect briefly afterwards and we exchanged information the following day. He DM me on Instagram and we kind of talked a little bit that following Thursday. He uh, asked me out for coffee and we went, we had a cute little date and we've just been, our lives have just been full of each other ever since. Like we have not missed a beat since that date. And now it's a year later and it just kind of flew by. (laughs) And, you know, I, you just never know when you're going to meet somebody who's just going to have an impact on your life. Um, the way blue has had an impact on mine and you know, he is out of town right now. He's is filming. Actually, he just updated me on some drama. Um, he was supposed to be one of the actors in this project and, I guess some of the crew got a little too lit for Cinco de Mayo and they had to fire the sound guy and that's T. But luckily Pedro is a whiz at sound. He has a production company and he offered to instead of doing the role he was supposed to do. he's gonna do the sound now so it is a better gig in this ass in this in this instance so that's what he's doing he will be back tomorrow I'm doing this on Saturday so when you guys are listening to it it'll be Sunday but he'll be back Sunday afternoon and then we're gonna go and um, spend some time together and just reflect on our year Um, you know I've learned a lot this is the first I mean consistent relationship that I've been in and I mean it just it didn't feel because I mean I've just dealt with so many other guys before where you know the idea of being with them long term was just so stressful and it was like you know we'd we'd be dating sort of but there'd be so much drama and it'd be like off and on and I couldn't rely on them there was no communication like you know like I've dealt with guys for periods of time but I've never been in like a committed thoughtful relationship where I could actually see a future there and where we discuss the future in a really honest way and where I can actually like picture it clearly in my mind and there's no I mean obviously in the beginning there was like a little bit of like anxiety and you know whatever but that dissipated pretty quickly I remember my mom made a comment she was like wow you guys really just kind of settled into your relationship and we did it was just it was it was just it was easy in the sense of we got along really well. We started off really just like honestly getting to know each other. We didn't put a lot of pressure on the situation. Um, we wanted to, you know, make sure we were compatible as friends first. And then it just kind of naturally just evolved into where we're at now. And, um, you know, but there's no, I'm not having to worry about where he is, what he's doing. He keeps his word. He's very reliable. We've had a lot of fun. You know, he's hardworking. There's no, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not stressed or worried about anything, um, which is a welcome change, but it is, it's, I think between me and him, there hasn't been a struggle. I think I've just had to personally, um, kind of deal with some 
mental hurdles, emotional hurdles, just based on my past. Um, but he's been there every step of the way. He's very reassuring and, you know, understanding, um, you know, as far as like this being my first, I mean, it sounds whack, like I'm 34 and this is my first real relationship, you know, but it, it is, it's just a different caliber, you know, and it's something I had to get used to. It's like when you're used to being disappointed, you kind of question things in the beginning, you kind of wait for the other shoe to drop, you wait for the veil to be lifted, you know, you don't, you don't want to feel like you're being left in the dark on anything. So you're kind of holding your breath in the beginning. Or I, I'll have a speak for myself. I was kind of holding my breath in the beginning, like, okay, what's up with this guy? It seems a little too good to be true. <laughs> um, but he just time and time again, he just came through and just proved that he, you know, what I saw was what I got. And, you know, I've just learned over the years that men aren't that complicated. And if, you know, you're left feeling confused and you're wondering how they feel about you. You're wondering where you stand with them. And, you know, you're just, you just don't have like a settled kind of a, you know, calm, peaceful feeling. Then he's playing games most likely, you know, then he's really just not that into you because when a man is into you, you're going to know there's not going to be any question about it. And, you know, if you've dealt with the, the former for so long, when you get the latter and you get a guy who's genuinely interested in you, um, it could almost feel like, well, wait a minute, like what's, what's the catch here? <laughs> and, you know, it could, it could almost feel like boring in a sense because there's no drama going on. You're not, you know, worried about anything. It's just, you're just, you're, you don't know, you're just living life together and it's, it's just really, really calm. And sometimes that calm can feel so foreign that it's uncomfortable. And I had to really address that and, and look deep down and, and understand where that feeling was coming from. Um, you know, they say like that butterfly fireworks feeling that you get when you're dating a guy. It's really just anxiety and you not feeling certain and sure about him because he's not showing you that he's certain and sure about you. So it just creates this this uneasy feeling that we kind of translate into butterflies and, you know, we kind of chase the high of, you know, um, you know, when's he going to text me back? Oh, he called. He finally called. Oh, we're going to hang out tonight. And then it drops when he kind of disappears or he becomes aloof again. And, and then he'll come back. And it's just like this roller coaster. We ride that high and we think that that's love. And it's not like love is really, really steady. And it's, it's, you know, it's like I said, it's very peaceful. It's very calm. And you don't really have to worry about too much as far as if they have your back or not. And, you know, I love it here. <laughs> I definitely love it here. It's it's made me really look at relationships um, in a and I feel like a more mature, grown up way. Um, I used to believe in like, oh, the one, and you know, he's gonna like rush in and sweep you off your feet, and it's just gonna be rainbows and butterflies, and you know, they're gonna be perfect, and everything's gonna be perfect, and you know, there's just that one single person for you. And if you don't find them, then that's it. But, you know, realistically, it's like, I feel like there's plenty of people on earth, like you're going to connect with a lot of different people. You know, there's a lot of opportunity for you to meet someone and for them to feel like the one to you. Um, do I think there's just one singular person for everybody? No, I think you can make it work with anyone because that's really what it comes down to, regardless of how you feel about each other, it comes down to working together and committing to each other. And, you know, if you want marriage or if you just want something long term and you want to really just be with one person at a certain point, you have to make a choice not to settle you know, you still want to make sure that you're with someone who, um, you know, that that feels right to you and treats you how you want to be treated and you're getting what you what you need um, from that person. But like I said, there could be plenty of people out there that could offer that at a certain point. You have to kind of you have to start choosing this person because I feel like that's what the relationship is. Once the butterflies go away, once the the honeymoon phase is over, once you're really just in it, 
you know, and you're just in the partnership together. You have to choose each other every day. And I know that Blue and I, you know, we make a conscious effort to to choose each other. So because like I said, it's not perfect. <laughs> We're all human. Humans, they're going to, you know, people are going to let you down. They're going to disappoint you, um, you know, hopefully in not a catastrophic um, malicious way or anything but even your family will let you down your family will get on your nerves but you still love them at the end of the day I think the difference with having a partner is you know you're not you're not it's not ingrained to be with them they're not family you're not stuck with them you're actually actively choosing to be with this person um, and accepting all their flaws and then vice versa and um, I think that that can sound a little it sounded overwhelming to me in the past, like, oh my God, being with one person, like, how could, how could, how could you do that? Like, you know, it just sounds so, so daunting, you know, but if you find the right person and you guys are a team, then it doesn't seem so scary anymore. And it just doesn't seem that scary. It just seems like if that's the next step that I want, I think I found someone who ticks all the important boxes and then he even takes some of the you know just the like to have boxes <laughs> and even a couple of the bonus boxes that I didn't even think that I could get and it's, it's just awesome and I definitely want to um, you know put my my energy into fostering the best version of this relationship for his and my sake and um, and reflecting over the past year, you know, I think we've just created a really good base for the relationship. We're actually genuinely friends. It's it's wild how, you know, you can hear these horror stories and you, you know, you see people online or maybe, you know, people in real life where they just don't even seem like they really even like each other. Like it's like a convenience thing or, you know, I don't know, they got together for reasons other than just genuinely enjoying each other's company um and I think that that's so important like I actually like blue he's not you know like yeah he's handsome you know he's hardworking. he's talented you know he's not broke <laughs> you know he, he works he's you know he's he's doing his thing and you know he's intelligent and it's there's just so many good qualities to him and but uh put the romantic aspect aside like I just genuinely like him like we would be friends and we are friends but if for some reason we weren't together I think we would still remain friends because I just value having him in my life in general I mean of course unless he did something like completely crazy but you know of that aside like I just I just genuinely enjoy having him around I learn a lot from him he's one of the most understanding open-minded you know chill people I've ever met and you know he makes me want to be better you know and he but he also doesn't um, you know, put any pressure on me to change. He takes me exactly as I am. He's my biggest cheerleader and I feel the same way for him. I want nothing but good things for him. And I, I definitely feel the same. And I'm just looking forward to what the next year has in store. Um, you know, it's, I know a year may not sound like a lot, but again, to me, this is like a huge milestone because I've never been able to get to this point with anybody else in a consistent, loving, you know, reliable, safe way. So this is, to me, is monumental, but it's also, it seems like it just kind of flew by. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, as time does, time flies. But um, like I said, I'm looking forward to the next year. Um, we have many, many, many milestones and things to go through. And I know it's not, I mean, the last year has been pretty peaceful. There's been nothing wild about it. But I know with life in general, you know, things are going to come up. But I do feel confident that he and I are, um, gonna be able to just tackle anything together you know and I, I just love that for me so um I'll probably update you guys next week 
you know, if we do anything extra special tomorrow. Uh, we wanted to go to, they have this Basquiat um, exhibit um, here in LA at the Broad Museum, but just with the schedule conflict, we're not going to be able to make that, at least not tomorrow. So we'll probably go out to dinner. I'm sure I'll drag him to some Asian restaurant that's on my list. Uh, but we just wanted to just hang and just, you know, just reflect. So um, I'll update you guys on that for sure. Zoe. Okay, so we can shift gears here. <laughs> now I've gone into like my relationship in the past year and like what I've learned and you know how positive this relationship is, but I'm and I'm so grateful for it just because of who Blue is, but I'm so grateful that I found him because the as they say the dating pool is full of pee right now and I just I am just so thankful that I am not out there in my generation trying to find someone right now because there's just so much going on so many just ignorant stupid discussions about relationships um that I'm just I'm just so happy I don't have to be a participant so a couple things that I saw this week that I wanted to mention the first thing I wanted to talk about Ebony K Williams and her viral clip um, that went around of her having a discussion with Ayanla Van Zandt. If you're unfamiliar, um, Ayanla Van Zandt, she's a TV personality. Uh, she's an author. Um, she's a lawyer. Um, she uh, is like most notably like um, like a life coach. You'll see her on her show helping families and, and individuals kind of get their life back on track. So, you know, if you see someone who's kind of going through it, they need to get their shit together. You're like, okay, you need to talk to Ayama. That's her. <laughs> and then Ebony K. Williams, she's also a lawyer. She's a television host. Um, I have seen I, I honestly am not gonna lie I didn't know too much about Ebony K Williams I I think I I heard her name before and seen her face but I really didn't get introduced to her until she appeared on the Real Housewives of New York and man I love Housewives of New York that's one of my favorite franchises of the Housewives and I have my personal issues with Ebony K Williams because I feel like she got on the show and then imploded it. And now we're not going to have New York Housewives anymore. She created a lot of, I feel, unnecessary racial tension on the show with these white New York Manhattan women. And I'll, I have my opinions about her, but I'll, I'll put that to the side because I, I could do a whole show just on how I feel about what she, the things that she did on that show. So that's, it's, but it's irrelevant in this case. The clip that went around, she was on, she was, she was speaking with Ayanla and they were talking about like the dating pool and the types of men, um, you know, that black women choose. Um, you know, whether if they're going to be like working class or they want like the ballers, shot collar types, you know, and Ayanla asked her if she would ever date a bus driver. And Ebony said, I date him if he owned the bus. And she said, if he owns the bus, sure. And I kind of took that meaning like if he owned the bus company or whatever. Right. And Ayanla kind of, you know, took that and ran with it and was like, well, you know, that's you know, what if he's a good guy and what if, you know, if, if he treats you well and yada, 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 and you know what I mean? Like, why should that matter kind of a thing? And then of course the internet just completely tried to rip Ebony to shreds. Um, you know, it seems like it, it seems like there's a divide. I personally am on the side of she can have her preference. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but a lot of people took offense and they're kind of morphing it into she's just completely crapping on the working class, particularly working class um, black men. And my thing is, I feel like, and this is just what it is. I mean, she's an American lawyer. She has money. She has access. She's, you know, work for Fox News. She's on television. She's in a different uh, group of you know people where she can select her partners from I don't really see I just don't really see where she would be where she would be meeting and being courted by a bus driver 
there's nothing wrong with the bus driver. I just don't really see where she would even be in the vicinity, you know, where one would be approaching her and like asking her out. I damn sure don't think she rides the bus. So, I mean, but she may be at some kind of an event where like some kind of a charity event, some kind of an auction or something. And an owner of the bus of a bus company was there putting his bid in and they hobnob and get to know each other that I could see. I don't think that she was putting any one group of people down by just being honest with her answer because, you know, Ayala didn't say, would you date a bus driver who loved you, who this, who that. It was just straight up bus driver. So she was just answering honestly. And I don't, I hate how she's being attacked right now um, based on that. She was on the Breakfast Club um, radio show shortly after and DJ Envy completely, to me, he was being very disrespectful to her. He took it upon himself to be like this vigilante for, you know, all the working class black men out there. And to me, he kind of attacked her. He brought her on the show to discuss what she said to Ayanla, but he completely talked over her the entire time. He wouldn't let her get a word in edgewise. And instead of listening to her explain, you know, um, you know, the conversation with Ayanla, he spent the entire time telling Ebony what she meant. So, you know, he, his, his argument was, you know, you go on there and it sounds like you're, you're crapping on, you know, all the work, the, the, the black men in the world who aren't rich people who look up to you and buy your books and they support you. Um, it's disrespectful to them. They're looking up to you and you're setting this example, you know, like a classist, um, bougie example, blah, 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 blah. And she was really, and if you know, Ebony, she's really like, for the people she's really educated she likes to educate people um on topics such as these so I don't think she meant anything negative by it I think she was being asked a personal question and why can't she choose what she wants everybody is entitled to date the type of person that they want and they're not obligated to lower those standards for anyone are we telling Ebony that she's reaching for the moon here? Should she entertain and date any, you know, anyone who approaches her just so it doesn't appear that she's downing anybody or not even just her, just any women out there? I feel like men, they attack us for our preferences, even though they have plenty to say about what they like. You know, we are, you know, we as women, we're shamed for how we look, what we do, you know, and, and, you know, they, they want, this is another separate topic I'm about to get into, but you know, they'll, they'll have their own preferences, but God forbid we say we want a man who's tall. We want a man who makes a certain amount of money and, you know, and it is a certain type of man that is on the internet. Um, what I say like that, the internet on the internet, <laughs> you know, causing a stink about these things. If, if a woman tweets that she wants a man who makes X amount of money, there's going to be a lot of men under that tweet who don't make that much money downing this woman, being disrespectful to her, trying to put her in her place and humble her. And it's like, sir, if you don't make that much money, then just move it along. There's plenty of women who wouldn't mind. If a woman shares somewhere that she likes tall men, you're going to have all the short men in her comments telling her about herself quote unquote and 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 being upset about it but it's funny you don't see it the other way around if a woman was like hey you know I really I just I prefer a guy who has you know like a blue collar job you know and makes doesn't you know he doesn't have to make too much money I really enjoy that I think that I can have a comfortable life you're not going to see the rich guys in her comments talking about you need a rich man why do you want someone broke why do you want you're not going to see that you're not going to see the guys who are six feet and over on a con you know commenting on a woman who says she prefers a guy who's five seven five eight they don't give a damn they'll just move on to somebody who wants them it's just it's just wild to me you know men are becoming more and more lonely 
these days. Like there's been bigger reports of just like lonelier men, lonely single men, you know, across like the younger generations. And I'm not surprised. It's it's everything is kind of it's just so weird. Everything is just kind of turning on its head these days where like women, women don't really (laughs) I'm not going to say we don't need men. You know, but I feel like we're not so dependent on them like generations past where, you know, women were marrying for social status. They were marrying to be taken care of, to be kept, Um, you know, and if you didn't get married, you were like, you know, just just a waste, you know, just an old maid and a burden on your parents or whatever. And you know, being able to get married and have have a family and and just be kind of set up for life. That was really that was really there's a lot of importance placed on that. But as time goes on, and women are given more rights, we're, you know, able to work, you know, we're still not making as much as the men, but we're still fighting for that. But you know, there's a lot of women who are making plenty of money that they can take care of themselves so we don't need the men for the money anymore thanks to science we don't even need men for you know having babies really we can kind of do that on our own now and you know so I feel like for heterosexual women anyway um, if they want a partner they're not going to just settle for anything just because they have to they don't have to They really don't. And we're becoming more and more comfortable being by ourselves because we have our own homes. We have our own cars. We have social lives and we have friends and and family who are surrounding us and fulfilling us in that way. And, you know, they're not going to just settle for BS. There's men out there that are, you know, preaching about the kind of women that they want. They want them home. They want them, you know, to cater to them. They want them cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids, but they don't want to be the kind of man that gets that kind of woman, which is a provider kind of a man. It's like, I don't know how you want her to be home, but you in doing all these things in the home, but you want her to be splitting everything 50 50 and still going to work. And then you're not pulling your weight once you get off the clock. It's like she's just working 24 seven. She's at her regular job and then she comes home and then she's playing the role of like the housewife and mom and all that, too, just to keep you happy. Um, I think men are, are weaponizing um, the, the equality conversation. Well, men, you know, women want equality. They want to be treated just as good as the men. So they should be working. They should be paying 50, 50. They should be doing this and that. And it's like, I feel like that's just such a ridiculous way to think. It's like now men are like, well, why should I've literally heard them and seen them say this? Why should we get them flowers? You know, women never give me flowers. You see women who are screenshotting the conversations they're having with men on on dating apps where the men are like, you know, I'm not spending any money on you um, for the first three months. You know how some women will say, well, I'm not going to sleep with him for the first three months. I'm going to take my time. Now they're like taking that, flipping it and saying, well, I'm not going to spend any money on you for the first three months. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. We can go Dutch until, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just so weird. And I feel like men are, are, are in the business of humbling women these days and 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 trying to humiliate them and but in the same turn it's like they they I think it's the rejection you know women are are a lot of women I feel are stepping into their power they're making better more better and more informed decisions for themselves and for their life and they're choosing you know happiness they're not settling so men have to kind of step their game up and they don't like that I don't know what it is about you know some men my age some younger um I don't know if it's because we're like staying at home longer are the guys not being pushed to work early enough I don't know where their mindset is I mean, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you and your family and what works for you and your partner, I guess. But I feel like there's an unequal amount of men who are demanding a traditional women, but they're not. But but then, you know, they're not being traditional men in return. Like you can't have it all. So 
you know, people are going to have to start picking a lane, basically. <laughs> and people should be choosing people who uh, have the same um, values and ideas about the, their relationship. You know, if like, for instance, I would prefer my husband be like the breadwinner. I'm not saying he's going to be like controlling my purse or whatever I'm still gonna do my thing but I want to be in a scenario where I don't have to work I want to work because and do things that I want to do and I want him to be the provider I want him to you know uh get our home I want to be set up in a way where I can stay home with the kids um stay at home wife stay at home uh mom that's that's how I would prefer it but I don't want someone like controlling you know, who's like giving me an allowance and all this other stuff. I still want it to be a partnership and I want to have my own endeavors. But yeah, I want a soft, nice, you know, not nine to five kind of work. And I found someone who believes the same and he's very hardworking and we're working towards that together now. But there are some men who want to force women who think like me into the opposite they don't, you know, like, well, why should you get that? You should be working too. You should be doing this. And they want you to choose men or they get upset rather when you pass up men, you know, who don't align with what you want and they kind of condemn you for it. It's like, well, he's a good man. He's a good guy. You should, you should just basically asking you to settle. I don't think anyone should be settling for anything. And I don't think people should be getting so butthurt <laughs> if you say like, hey, you know, I don't think... I don't think this is going to be for me. We're not we're not on the same page. And I think that should be OK as long as nobody's, you know, disrespecting anyone. But men, they just they just can't take that. And like I said, they are in the business of humbling you and they don't like that rejection, even if it's not directed at them. Just the idea of a woman, you know, choosing, you know, the kind of man she wants if he's not that type of man even if he's not in the conversation or anything, he's, they just get so upset. It's so weird. Now I saw a clip of a podcast, another bunch of podcast bros, um, you know, gathering around with their microphones, inviting female guests, and then trying to embarrass them in this clip. Um, God, what is even the name of the podcast? I'm not even sure it matters. I think the name of the podcast is do, 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 do. what's the name of it? Oh my goodness. I think the guy's name is David Cooley. And I think it's the No Fugazi podcast. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. In any case, this podcast guy, he's on here. He has these four young women on his show. And he asked them, he says, um, you guys, I want you guys to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. And, you know, and then give me a celebrity that you think is comparable to that rating, someone that you think you're on the same level as. So it's these four beautiful women and all of them give themselves like an eight or higher. And they liken themselves to people like Rihanna, Lauren London, Tiana Taylor, and um, the rapper Lotto, right? All beautiful women. Now, so he asked them that and they give themselves high ratings. Then he asks, he says, okay, show of hands. How many of you have guys, you know, decent looking guys in your DMs right now that you're not even messing with? You don't really give them the time of day. You're not interested. Excuse me. And they all raise their hands. So then he proceeds to say, okay, I'm gonna let you guys know right now that none of you guys are eights or higher or anything close to that. You guys are all fives at best. And you're all single because you're dissing these good guys who are in your DMs and you need to humble yourself. You're acting like you're Rihanna. You're acting like you're Beyonce and that you have better choices than the ones that are in your DMs. You need to give those guys a chance. And you could tell that they're kind of uncomfortable. Then the other guys start laughing and the girls are kind of like, you know, that nervous kind of like what the hell's going on kind of chuckle. And I just thought that was so rude and disrespectful. First of all, 
these women obviously think very highly of themselves that you know when they look in the mirror they see someone who's beautiful and they're comfortable with themselves and they're you know and at the end of the day that's really all that matters who cares what people think of you if you have to be happy with you and they seem to be which I think is beautiful and and, and confident and important and I feel like you know looks plus how you portray yourself and how confident you you feel that can raise your attractiveness level even more and I feel like they didn't like that that's like triggering for them how dare these women that they don't find conventionally attractive or just attractive in general or on a high level of attractiveness how dare they think highly of themselves I don't think you're all that so why do you think you're all that and because I don't think you're all that you should be choosing men just for the sake of choosing them otherwise you're going to be single forever because your standards are too high and I think that is completely insane they're confident women they're beautiful why should they have to settle and then for him to say yeah you guys have good guys in your dms that you're ignoring how do you know they're good guys what makes them a good guy because they slid in their dms and said what up ma that doesn't make them a good guy maybe they've talked to these guys and they decide they're not for them I don't think they're looking at this guy and saying, um, no, I look like Beyonce. I'm not going to talk to him. Like it could be a plethora of reasons of why they're not wanting to engage. There could be a plethora of reasons why they're single. Men can't fathom that a woman could be single by choice. Is that so... You know what I mean? They automatically think something's wrong with her. I saw a post the other day with comments under it about Ashanti. Ashanti, she is... 42 years old she doesn't have any kids and she's never been married and people are like wow she's not even people men okay (laughs) men run to the comments saying you know wow she's uh getting old she's never had kids she's never been married something must be wrong with her like she's fine and everything but obviously something's wrong with her she could maybe not want to get married she could be married and we just don't know Maybe she doesn't want kids. Maybe she can't have kids. We don't know her life. So, but men are so quick to think that something's wrong with you. Even if you're drop dead gorgeous and have like a beautiful figure like Ashanti. But, you know, if you're, if you're in their eyes, not attractive and single, there's definitely something wrong with you. And they think it's because you're aiming too high. You're shooting for the stars. You need to lower your expectations so that you can get a man as if that is the end goal. And I circle back to the fact that getting a man is not on the top of every woman's list these days. Sure. They may want that, you know, if they're, like I said, in a heterosexual situation, they may want that, but you know, our lives can be fulfilling and oftentimes less stressful without the man there they are um you know they're they're increasingly violent they're increasingly um you know disappointing values don't seem to be aligning why would a woman even bother unless he was what she wants there are some women who are um forming platonic partnerships with their friends like their best friends they grew up together whatever they've decided to um maybe they have their kids of their own they've decided to split costs get a home raise the home create a village a safe space and just live comfortably with like their best friends now i was telling blue this and he was like babe they're probably lesbians and I'm like not in all cases you know maybe some they realize hey I actually love her whatever but I've seen women who are strictly friends they have kids from relationships and maybe you know they're co-parenting or whatever but you know in this day and age things are so expensive and it takes a lot to raise to to you know run a household and to raise kids so they're taking the stress of the relationship with the men in their lives taking that out of the equation and doing something that works best for them and then works best for their children. So there's all these ways that women are living, you know, successful and comfortable lives without the, without, you know, needing to have a man. And I think it's creating, you know, this, I don't know, this cluster F of a situation for the men out there and they're feeling it. 
you know they're not getting chosen they're they they you know the bare minimum is no longer being accepted they actually have to be about something if women got together and said we are not putting out or doing anything for these men unless they provide unless they respect us unless they do this that I think men would get it together very 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 quickly and I'm not trying to bash men I'm not saying that there aren't women out here who aren't you know taking advantage I'm not saying that there aren't good men out here who are you know also being dissed who are also who are really being overlooked for one reason or another there are women who you know they just want the money they just want the status you know they don't really care how you treat them I get it it's a double-edged sword and everybody is getting you know hurt and you know it's, it's, it's it can be disappointing on both sides I get it I can only talk from you know my perspective as a woman who's been in that dating pool and how what I'm seeing on the internet and in the world right now it's it's really really wild out there it is the wild wild west <laughs> and I am so grateful that I am not a part of it at this point in time um but if there was any indication in my current relationship that this wasn't going to align with what I want for myself, what I need for myself, and the plan and future I ha- I see for myself, I have no problem walking away. I'm not going to stay just because the dating pool is so shitty. I, you know, I'm going to make the best move for myself. So like for anyone single listening to this right now, don't settle just because it's so shitty out there in the dating pool I know it's crappy but I think being alone is much better than being like alone with somebody and just not getting what you want and what you deserve it's not worth it um and I I know like being alone could be like kind of scary because it's just I don't know it forces you to just really take a hard deep look at yourself and work through any demons and trauma and whatever you got going on but I think it's just it's just it's it's better than the alternative <laughs> and I want you know all women to you know the best they can be pleased with what they see in the mirror I was so like just so disgusted by that podcast and how he was trying to tell them what their rating was after they just after they spoke so highly of themselves and then he in turn just decided to just put them down try to put them in their place like are they a five on a scale just because you say you know when they look in the mirror and they see a 10 who are you Let's not even get into what he looked like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. And then, you know, they're a five. So they, they have to just entertain the BS that's in their DMs. It's like these women, they could be very highly educated. They could make, they could have a good job. You know, they could have a great head on their shoulders, be intelligent and funny and talented. They could be, you know, an excellent pianist or a great painter or whatever else they got going on. But he was just trying to like put them down at face value. And I think that is just so disgusting. And I think that men should be banned Certain kinds of men should be banned from having a podcast. They should not even be sold a microphone. And I firmly, firmly believe that. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, that definitely got my blood pressure up a little bit. So I want to (laughs) relax. Take a deep breath. It's my favorite part of the show. I'm going to do a three card tarot pull for the week ahead for any messages and um you know things that we can look for and to keep in mind this week and a little bit of a oh, wow okay so three cards just flew out before I could even the universe was like girl don't don't hurt yourself I got you I got you <laughs> they're like let's wrap this up you've been yapping okay so I got justice I got the King of Swords, and here we have the Three of Pentacles. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so the Justice card, it's all about justice, obviously. Uh, 
serving it, receiving it, um, fairness, truth, cause and effect. And it could just be literally about the law. So I don't know if any of y'all been in trouble lately or anything's coming up that could cause you to get in trouble, be a little, just be careful out there. Okay. <laughs> um, this card can kind of come up when you are being called to account for your actions um, because all of your actions you know they're going to be judged accordingly whether they're good um, or uh, rather say negative or positive um, if you are really in tune with yourself um, and you know that you are out there just for the greater good and you're not causing anyone any harm then you probably don't have too much to worry about but if you've been a little sneaky lately been doing some things maybe you shouldn't have or the that's personal or professional there could be a chance that you're going to be called out <laughs> you know or and there may be an opportunity for you to own up to anything that you've done maybe something that's been on your mind weighing heavy on your heart um it may be an opportunity um for you to not atone that sounds so serious but maybe just to make things right if maybe you've wronged someone um if you know you're a little like worried by that just know that like this card isn't super black and white um there's a little bit of a gray area um you know this card is kind of like it's kind of like a court card, like a judge, you know, law and order kind of a thing. But there's a little more like compassion and understanding when it comes to this card. Um, so if you have done something wrong um, or, you know, there's something that you regret or maybe you should have done differently, um, you know, you're not going to be like reprimanded super hard or anything but it may just be an opportunity for you to make amends with something um if you are seeking justice on the other hand then you know you've been wrong something wrong has been done to you then this card could indicate that you're going to be getting some kind of justice served back to you so maybe there's literally a legal case that you've been dealing with or you know maybe someone took something from you wronged you karma could be knocking on the door and setting things right for you this week maybe you're about to make a decision on something or you're about to do something this could just be a card that's coming up now just to remind you to be careful because you know all of our actions have consequences so you want to make sure you're on the right side of justice <laughs> All right, next up, we have the King of Swords. And this card is all about mental clarity, um, intellectual power, authority, and truth. And this card can pop up um, when you may be called to um, really stand in your power and your authority this week. Um, this is really calling on you to um, really... Um, have faith in your own courage and your own intelligence to uh, attack your goals this week. Now, um, you may be put in a position this week where you are going to have to command a lot of authority and a lot of respect. And this is just a reminder to make sure you stand firm in your truth and express yourself um, with um, as much conviction as you can. Um, other people are going to really be paying attention to what you have to say this week this king of swords card it really encourages you to use your logic and your wit your intellect to navigate the week ahead uh, you may be asked to make some decisions this week and you need to stand firm in those choices but also be fair in the way that you're dealing with others around you the suit of swords is uh, connected to the air signs so Gemini Libra Aquarius um, there they can be kind of um, detached emotionally <laughs> was what we're known for um, and we can kind of approach things objectively so you may you know whether you're an air sign or not um, you may just want to tap into that because that kind of a detachment um, may be what you need this week um, you don't want to you don't it, it doesn't mean you're not particularly caring or sympathetic with others but just kind of keeping a little bit of detachment and remaining objective um, to anything that comes up this week where you have to make a decision. You just kind of want to stay on that side of things to be able to ultimately be fair to everybody. Um, but you have the power to do that. Um, so keep that in mind, um, whatever may be coming up for you this week. It's funny because the King of Swords um, 
can sometimes represent like a professional advisor um, or like an attorney or like something like that. So it's funny, it, it came after the justice cards because you may actually need to seek legal advice with whatever's coming up. Um, and this person may represent that. So I don't know what y'all got going on this week, but it sounds a little heavy duty. So just keep your wits about you people, okay? It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Okay, the last card we have here is the Three of Pentacles. And this card is all about teamwork, uh, collaboration, learning from other people, and implementing any plans that you have laid out. So this card, I mean, it, it's, it is about fostering a team and, you know, working with others and just knowing like Rome wasn't built in a day or by any one person. And um, this card specifically represents um, the value of having different ideas and levels of experience within a collaboration. So maybe you have a team project coming up this week. Um, and maybe in this collaboration, like the other cards we're kind of talking about, maybe you're gonna have to take the lead and make some important decisions, but um, it is gonna be a group effort. But if you're not going to be working in a collaborative space this week, this card definitely can apply to you solo. Maybe over the past few months or maybe the past year or something, maybe you have been um, in the beginning stages of implementing a new idea, getting a project going for yourself. Um, you know, this card kind of marks the initial stages of implementing whatever that project or plan is for yourself. You know, you've laid out your plans you've gathered your resources um, you've started to work and maybe you've reached a couple of milestones um, and you know maybe you're not quite finished yet but you have got the ball rolling and you are definitely making things happen and as you work on this um, you know you just want to remember that you do have the skills and the capabilities and the resources to uh, tackle your, your goals and get things done and this card popping up just lets you know that you're on the right on the right track you're competent you is smart you is kind you is important and this is a reminder to just keep going and your hard work is going to pay off big time <laughs> Whew, I think that these last few episodes are like the longest ones I have done I am still getting used to running my mouth this long consecutively like this it is um like literally taking the wind out of me i think i'm gonna have to start bringing some guests on here but that is a technical hurdle that i have to uh tackle this week <laughs> um and i uh definitely uh need to get on that because i think it's just going to elevate the podcast and just make it a little more fun so stay tuned for that thank you so much for tuning in as always i will catch you guys next week bye hey guys if you made it this far thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast from the bottom of my heart i truly appreciate it now there's a new episode every sunday so be sure to come on back for another round of vodka melonade bye